0: Hey everyone, you're listening to the CareerQuest podcast created out of the Career Center. We will explore and discuss a variety of topics such as inspirational stories of NorthWest students, work relevant skills for today's workforce, insights into organizations and their hiring practices, employment and labor market trends, and much, much more. We want to support students by maximizing empowerment through education and experience. Thanks for tuning in. everyone and welcome to episode 16 of the Career Quest podcast. Today we have a really special guest, Megan Runiak, who is a NorQuest student and a business owner. Megan is a human resources diploma student at NorQuest College and also the founder of Connections Market and Events, which is a company that promotes equity and inclusion in our community. Hello, Megan.
1: Hey, how's it going? Excellent. How's it going with you?
0: Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, Before we jump into it, I do just want to acknowledge that I am recording this podcast from Treaty 6 Territory. um, And I believe you as well, Megan, right? Yep. Awesome. So Megan, just to start, could you tell us about yourself and your journey leading to where you are now?
1: Absolutely. So... My name is Megan, as we kind of touched on already. Um, I am a, what I like to call a seasoned student. I am, you know, an older student, I'm in my thirties. I have two kids at home. So my daughter is almost four and my son is five and my son is on the autism spectrum, which isn't something that I'm a stranger to just because I also have an older brother who is on the autism spectrum as well. and just in my own journey, I have often struggled to find my place in the world. Um, so I've done a wide variety of jobs. Like I've worked from everything from like a childcare facility to a funeral home to doing sales. I've kind of done it all. Um, and recently, within the last couple of years here, I landed my first like major office job and it was doing call center work. And I quickly noticed that my mental health was really starting to deteriorate and I was really, really struggling. Um, So from there, I actually seeked some help from my medical professional and um, I've had some time off work. I decided to take that time to come back to school and kind of really find myself. Um, And in the last year, I've been diagnosed with a few different um, neurodivergencies. So I have ADHD and OCD, as well as some anxiety And so as I've kind of gone through this journey, I've realized that the world isn't currently built for people like me or like my son who just have very different sensory processing and uh, outlooks in the world. And we have just very different um, needs, but that doesn't mean that we don't have something to contribute and that we don't deserve to belong. And so... From there is kind of where connections began and I had kind of started brainstorming about it last spring and then we at FBET or the Faculty of Business at NorQuest had a business conference last year and I attended an entrepreneurship talk and from there I ended up connecting with Dale because he said something that really stuck with me and really got me going was that it's a shame students wait till they're done school to start their own business because there's resources and from that I kind of got to where I am today. Well, thanks so much for sharing
0: that with us and giving us a little glimpse into your story. Um, Just for those of you who may not know, uh, the Dale that Megan is referring to is Dale Shaw, who is kind of like an entrepreneurial coach here at NorQuest. He actually did an episode of the podcast. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, Megan, I'm curious, what opportunities have you been able to access through NorQuest as a NorQuest student?
1: Well, and it's amazing. So not only do I access things through NorQuest, but it's also kind of branched me out. So I met with Dale and I was able to branch out then to a program at Bow Valley College, which is called 150 Startups. And so what it is, is we had to go through different challenges over, trying to think now, it started, I think in May. So from May to October 31st, we had different challenges and reached different levels. Um, And from that program, I think I ended up earning almost $3,000 for my business Um, and it really kind of got us jump started and it was great. So Dale referred me to the program. He nominated me and from there I attended a startup weekend and I decided, yep, this is for me. This is what I'm going to do. And so then we had to do different challenges. So the first one was interviewing 25 strangers about our business idea and identifying a need. Um, And then we had to do work with Facebook ads. We had a pitch competition Uh, we had to incorporate our businesses we got to do some money for technology different things like that as well as just all the support i get from dale he has got me access to the innovation studio for two separate events um dale has a wealth of knowledge so he always if i have a question and i need some support like he if he doesn't know the answer the man knows somebody who does. So when I was struggling with incorporating my business, he referred me to a lawyer friend who met with me really quick and said, you know what, for what you're doing, this is probably your your cheapest option kind of thing. So that I at least wasn't, paying more than I needed to. And then even just like some of the support I get from the the teachers and everything like that. So my business was actually used for a community service learning project last semester. Um, and so I got support from one of the marketing classes um, and their instructor, Julia, who is amazing. And um, they really helped me to plan one of my biggest events I've had so far. And Norquest provided the space for that and really worked with me on that. So they have opened up so many doors for me and I wouldn't be where I am without accessing those resources um that's awesome
0: how cool is it that NorQuest students have access to all of these amazing resources I love that and I feel as though a lot of people aren't aware of them so um hopefully this podcast can help people just become a little bit aware of some of the things that are available to them but I know that you went to something called CICAN can and I'd love to hear more about that and some of the valuable things that you took away from that
1: Absolutely. So I was nominated by NorQuest to attend what's called CI Can on the Hill. Um, And so it's Colleges and Institutes of Canada or Institutions of Canada. And um, so what they did was they had a student showcase. So I actually created a display about my business um, and what I've been working on and what my goals for the future are and different things like that. And I attended a showcase where there was, you know, big wigs from other colleges and some politicians and different things like that. Um, I didn't know how well it was going to go over. I was a little nervous when I went because um, I'm always kind of the outsider or the underdog, which I'm used to. But a lot of people are so focused on technology. And here I am, like, working on human connections. Mm. Um So technology is not the basis of my business, but, you know, it was so inspiring, like for me, just because even at that showcase, I constantly had people at my table, we were having really great conversations, people were sharing their stories with me, because they felt like they could be seen and they were heard. And it was just, it was amazing. And then the next day, so that was kind of day one, and then day two, we ended up, attending a few meetings and um there was a few other representatives from Northwest, some instructors and deans and stuff. Um and so we attended a few different um sessions with people who were higher up. I ended up with um a politician. Um and I was really disheartened by our meeting though. Like I just felt like he wasn't paying attention. He didn't really know why we were there. I kind of felt like he was shrugging us off a little bit. And it was just, it was really disheartening Mm -hmm. um, to say the least. And then he ended up in a panel later on in the afternoon. And even the people who organized, they were like, he's missing the mark. We are here to talk about colleges. And here he's talking about universities, but we're two different entities. Recently, it had just come out that 20% of college students have a university degree already that they haven't been able to use. So for me, it was just very eye-opening to realize how important colleges and institutions are, but that they're not getting as much support as they should, because really they are kind of the backbone of society. So it's kind of inspired me to be a little bit more vocal about things, whether it's about colleges and institutions, or even recently I contacted a company because their delivery drivers were parking in handicapped spots. And I said, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the image you're putting forward. And I was trying to be very polite and diplomatic about it, but that's something that I would have just been like silently angry about before and just like been grumpy about it. Let it wreck my day. Um, But after that, that event in Ottawa, I really felt like I learned how to find my voice and how to really stand up for things, but how to do it effectively. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I felt like I came back changed from it. And the only other thing, and I know you were going to ask about this, but I'm just going to throw it out there now. One of the things that really hit me at the student showcase was how many people who were, you know, high up in universities or colleges and different things like that, um, asked me what neurodiversity is. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people can have their own definitions of neurodiversity, but for me, it's essentially people who have a disorder that causes their brain to function differently. So for me, I have ADHD, which means my brain doesn't stop working. And I'm always thinking about something. Mm-hmm. Um, my OCD means that if I'm not good at something right away, I get disheartened and I want to give up, which I'm really working on not giving up. Um, And then even looking at anxiety and depression, like it, it all changes how I process things. Um, And so that's where like neurodiversity just is, it's, it's diagnosed way that your brain works differently. So dyslexia, different things like that.
0: Well, thank you for uh, defining that and clarifying that for the listeners. Um, I know that not everybody is familiar with the term. And thank you for sharing with us about CI Can. It is unfortunate that there were some instances of not really being heard or having people not really understand the message that was trying to be put across, but I just really can hear the passion in your voice. And you are clearly someone who is very motivated by hardships, and that's a really special and powerful quality. And you've been able to create effective change uh, through all the things that you've been through You know, in creating your business. I would love for you to tell us more about your business, let the listeners know all about what you do and how you are contributing to our community, if you'd like to give some information about that.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for saying that. That just like makes me feel so good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So what I've been doing with my business so far, and I mean, there's a lot of room for it to grow. Um, At the end of last year, we did host two events and I'm working on planning more for this year. So the first event I hosted was a mixer um, where people could just come hang out. I had some snacks We had a space available. I had some prompts ready for conversation and to help people kind of connect with people they maybe normally wouldn't have. And we had really low attendance, but it was such a great learning experience. And I'm looking forward to starting those up again soon. Um, I'm working on planning one for February, actually. Um, And then the other event that we held last year was a Halloween event. And so it was an indoor Halloween Party essentially. So I had a few different people who make and sell products who were able to showcase their products. Some some different vendors, um, and then they handed out candy. We did a little trick or treating thing. We had some activities out, and we had about forty people attend. And for me, the biggest thing I got out of it was seeing some of these kids who maybe struggle in bigger, louder settings really being able to come together. And I mean, my own kids attended with me and it was so funny to see how amazing they were at getting involved. Every time somebody new walked in, my son would run to the the registration table and he'd be like, say trick or treat and he'd give them candy. And it was so sweet. Um, and even just seeing like him interacting with other kids and other kids interacting with him. And, you know, we had some older children who like were also on the autism spectrum Mm -hmm. and they were free to stim, um, which is when they do something, um, like a hand motion or anything like that, or make some noises that helped them soothe their sensory systems and they were free to do that and i just i felt like parents didn't feel the need to like apologize and walk on eggshells and we also had some people in wheelchairs who attended who could actually participate and there was a way for almost everybody to to modify the activities and stuff like that so that they could do them um, and the support that I got, like not only from NorQuest who provided the space and used the, the community service learning, but I had a photographer reach out and say, Hey, I can't stay for the whole event, but I'll do some photos for your photo booth. And, you know, we had local vendors come and they, they handed out candy and just different things like that. So, um, to me, that was amazing. And I think the biggest moment of the night for me, was actually the last group that went through and um the it was we also had adults come through um but there was this gentleman who came through and he was wearing this really cool sweater like lit up and it had ninja turtles on it blah 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 and so I had this big conversation with him about ninja turtles and I made sure my kid came over and looked at his shirt because my kid loves ninja turtles and I just whatever I it was what I would do for anybody and later on that night the auntie came over to me who had brought him and just said, I want to thank you for being so nice to him. And I was like, well, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, I was very confused by it. Um, But for me, that was kind of like the, oh, this is why this is so needed in our community is that we're treating regular conversations as if they're something special. Um, and that kind of broke my heart a little bit too. Um, and so going forward, I want to host more of those events that create that visibility and create that environment where you're free to be you and it's celebrated and you're going to be treated with dignity and respect. And on the flip side of that, I want to start providing some supports, not only for the neurodiverse and disabled community but their loved ones. So I'm currently working on a sibling support program for adolescents and teenagers who have siblings with disabilities. Um, I'm going to hopefully start a parent one too, or a caregiver one, because it's not the caregivers aren't always parents. And I also want to host a couple markets next year where people are able to sell products, but where families feel welcome to come because there will be activities and you know, sensory spaces where people can cool down. And, and I have ideas for five years down the road for this business for it to grow and um, eventually open a sister nonprofit that does more services as opposed to events and markets. But yeah, it's going to be amazing.
0: I just, I love what you're doing so much. Um, I feel like you're just somebody who sees a need, you you have a moment where you notice something like, oh, this person needed that, or this thing that this person needed wasn't there. And you're like, I'll do it.
1: (laughs) Um, And the funny thing about all these initiatives that I'm like working on, is, you know how I said I struggled to find my place when I was in my 20s and younger and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that meant that I threw myself into everything. And I just feel like a lot of those experiences are coming full circle now. So I mean, i worked as an EA, worked in daycare. So um, I've spent some time with people with disabilities, obviously. Um, On top of that, when I was in my early 20s, I went to Ottawa, and I got trained on what's called sib shops. And it's actually for doing workshops for people who have siblings with disabilities and although I don't want to follow their model it still gave me some of that knowledge and then I came back and I kind of started to try and dabble in it and nothing really took off and so I find it funny that it's like 10 years later and I'm like hey I can use this now so all those years of feeling lost have kind of all came to a point where it's coming together now
0: yes yeah, I love that. I love that you're just creating um, spaces in our community where people can show up and have a full exhale, whether it's, you know, a person with a neurodivergence or a disability or a caregiver or a sibling, people can show up and have a full exhale.
1: And that is so important. That is- plan. Um, the other side, which I didn't touch on as much, is I am eventually going to be starting an online e-commerce store where it will support or help create neurodiverse and disabled entrepreneurs or even helping their their caregivers who um, may not be able to have traditional employment because of the needs in their home, um, but to help them grow their businesses, help them sell their products or their services. Just because I think everybody has, has the, the right to achieve their dreams and to really feel like they're contributing to society. Wow. Everyone
0: has the right to achieve their dreams. It's like a really powerful and beautiful thing to say. And it's just so true. And it's so simple, but it's so
1: true. Our big motto is life beyond labels. So great. You have this label. That doesn't mean that you don't deserve to have, you know, a full and um, enriching life.
0: Yes, absolutely. What would you like for our listeners to know about the populations that you serve and the importance of businesses like yours?
1: I think the important thing for people to know about those populations is that they have something to contribute and they, you know, they have feelings and they have gifts and they have talents. Um, and I even think about my son and my brother and, you know, my biggest fear is that the world underestimates them all the time. And so they really are more capable than people will give them credit for. And really just to understand how much they miss out on. Um, So I did speak with the Self Advocacy Federation of Edmonton, and I learned a lot about how employment works out for them and where things are a struggle in society. Like, Um, They just feel like they go places and they're being bullied or made fun of or different things like that. And it's just, it's very heartbreaking and it's not fair because they're people too, and they have feelings too. And yes, they might need something that's a little bit different, but kudos to them for finding what works for them. It doesn't take much to treat somebody with some, with kindness and let them have some dignity. Absolutely.
0: It feels as though in a lot of these conversations about creating inclusivity. It's a conversation about humanizing communities, which is deeply dysfunctional, that that needs to even be a conversation. Um, But just remembering and educating people to know that there is the same basic humanity lives in all of our bodies and the same like feelings and desires and ambitions and to create a world that just gives more opportunity for everybody it should be it should be a no-brainer
1: i will tell you this very heartwarming story and i think maybe this is like the point i want to get home um, so I have a friend who like our sons are like besties. They love each other. They both have language delays, everything like that. And so her and I went out last month for dinner and we were talking and she was telling me about a trip she had taken to the pet store and her and her family just like to go and see the animals and, you know, do whatever. So they go to the pet land in um, Sherwood park and they have an employee there who also has just a, a little bit of a speech issue as well um but she chats with them all the time and different things like that and her son now whenever he goes in he gives her a hug because he's so excited because she sounds like him oh, and it just like like she told me that story and as i tell you it like i'm getting chills again um, but that's really the main thing is creating these visibility so that the kids that we're raising now have the courage and the the motivation and the feeling that they can achieve because other people are out there and doing it now.
0: Yes, absolutely. Visibility and representation truly does matter so much um, for the people who are seeing themselves in the representation and also for the people who need to be educated about different uh, demographics and populations of people. Definitely. Well, Megan, thank you so much For being here today. It's been an absolute honor to hear about your super awesome business and just to hear a bit about your story and your insights. Is there any final words that you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love being able to speak about this and just get it out there. Um, The only other thing I'd love to share with the listeners is if you have a business idea and you're, especially if you're a NorQuest student or if you're listening from Nate, uh, reach out to Dale. He will get you going. He has amazing insight and amazing resources. Um, and even if that's not what your goal is, is really look within your college. Uh, so look within NorQuest and see who's out there that can help you, uh, maybe achieve something or get some more experience around something. There's way more resources than I think any of us realize just within the walls of NorQuest.
0: Absolutely. And just as a reminder to listeners, one of those resources is the career center. Uh, you can at any time meet with a career coach. If you struggle with like creating resumes and cover letters, we can sit with you and walk you through every step of that process same with things like interview skills job search or if you're more in an exploration phase we're here for you for that and we would love to support you in your journey yeah thanks so much Megan thanks for being here thank you thank you so much for having me absolutely have a great day you too Thanks for listening to the CareerQuest podcast. You can connect with the Career Center by emailing us at careercenter at NorQuest.ca or by visiting our webpage NorQuest.ca slash careercenter.